Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology. I'm Richard Lane. On Wednesday, August the 13th, the journal publishes a research article and this is looking at the lifetime risk of diabetes in the US population. To find out more, let's hear from my colleague, Aaron Van Dorn. Greetings from the Lancet's New York office. My name is Aaron Van Dorn and today I'm speaking with Dr. Edward Gregg from the Division of Diabetes Translation at the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta. What is type 2 diabetes and why is it a public health concern? Well, type 2 diabetes is a condition where the body becomes unable to use insulin or doesn't produce enough insulin, and as a result, levels of the glucose or sugar in the blood rise to an unhealthy level. And it's a problem because aside from bringing with it symptoms that are discomforting, it leads to a variety of complications that affect the blood vessels and the nerves of the body. Your data indicates that in the United States, lifetime risk of diabetes was increasing while mortality is decreasing. Are the risks and the mortality decreases distributed evenly across population groups? We are seeing basically that incidence is increasing in virtually all groups or all age ranges of the population. And mortality appears to be decreasing as well. But the biggest effects in absolute terms really seem to be in in older adults where we're seeing the biggest increases in incidence and the greatest decreases in mortality. What's causing the decreases in mortality while the incidences are continuing to rise? Well, we think the decreases in mortality are really due to a variety of of factors. In part, medical care has gotten better. The average person with diabetes gets better management of of their diabetes now. Their risk factors for cardiovascular disease have improved in general because of better care. And then also, once people develop serious medical conditions, the health systems are better at keeping them alive and allowing them to live longer. So we have all of these factors influencing mortality rates, making people with diabetes live longer and people without diabetes live longer too. Why has diabetes proven more amenable to treatment than to prevention? Well, I think partly because the studies and the science base for how to prevent complications occurred earlier. They occurred in the 90s when big studies were done to examine how improving things like blood pressure and glycemic control and lipid levels, how they could have an effect on whether a person goes on to develop complications. And those are things that healthcare systems and doctors, clinicians have lots of tools at their disposal that if they can get patients in their offices, they can work with those things. On the other hand, the factors that affect whether diabetes occurs in the first place are perhaps more diverse, relates to our culture, relates to our environment, and doctors and healthcare systems have less available to them or perhaps just not as trained to influence lifestyle and as they are to influence those risk factors that lead to complications. What can we do to address the underlying increase in diabetes risk? it probably is going to require a multi-tiered approach that looks at different parts of the population. There are high-risk people with impaired glucose tolerance or prediabetes, for those who like that term, that can benefit from actually structured lifestyle programs, actually getting individual counseling to help them change their lifestyle to improve the diet, physical activity levels, because they can really reduce their risk. But above and beyond that, the instance of diabetes has increased in part because of changes that affect all of us. And if there are ways that we can make foods that we all eat healthier, of better portion sizes, and if we can do things to our communities to make it us more apt to be physically active, such that we can all achieve a healthier weight, all of those factors can make a difference in terms of our risk and ultimately can affect incidents in the population. 
Your paper it looked at specifically the United States, but it also said that diabetes increased risk was a, a rising across the globe. Why has that been the case, and why have the lifestyle factors that have been seen in the United States affecting other places in the developing world? Well, we think the main reason is because actually the those processes that have affected the United States and in Europe, the westernization of I should say westernized diet actually is affecting other parts of the world. People are getting access to cheaper, less healthy food now in developing countries like they weren't in the past. And so while there are still large portions of the world who maybe don't get enough food, there are a lot more middle income and even lower income people who do have access to unhealthy food, much more so in the past. At the same time, it's becoming, and in, in particularly with urbanization, it's become harder and harder for people to be physically active. So we think that really uh, those are both big factors in affecting incidence rates around the world. Has the increase in diabetes risk continued to rise, or has it begun to level off as in the last couple of years people have begun to be more concerned with the idea of unhealthy lifestyle and sedentary lifestyles? Well, it's a bit too early to tell. Our national surveillance data suggests that the incidence of diabetes depends on your time frame. If you look at the last decade or two, there's obviously been very large increases. There is some indication that obesity rates have leveled off a bit, and we're hoping that that is what is going to be happening soon with, with diabetes as well, but it's a bit too early to tell for sure. What else should people know about diabetes and diabetes risk? Well, I think that there is good news and bad news in, in this whole story and that people are living longer with diabetes, they have lower risk of complications than the average person